welcome to um, the gifts of the sacred feminine, the empath's journey. I'm Sharon Karn here with Carmen Hansen to uh, bring another show to you for exploring how we can how we can manage a high and deep sensitivity. Uh, I also, in this welcome, I'm grateful you are here. I'm grateful for Carmen, who is uh, just wonderful to share the experiences on the show with. Grateful for the Enlightened World Network and Enlightened World, uh, Enlightened Living. And thank you to Ruth Anderson for inviting us to be present here with this topic in order to offer this service to, to you. And... Uh, um, Carmen, do you want to go on and tell us what we're all about? We are all about uh, tools and tips and um, tricks to help the highly sensitive empaths and mediums and uh, whoever's picking up all this large energy to turn it around, turn the tide, as our show is called today. Uh, uh, on the energy and perhaps use it to even buoy yourself up as a uh, rather than feeling dragged down by it. Thanks so much, Carmen. Um, I've uh, just opened up the Facebook pages here on both Enlightened World Network and on Enlightened World Living. So as we go through, please do add any comments and questions. If there's something that's coming up that that you're curious about or would like more information about or would like a, um, information about or an experience with shifting, we've got some experiences today for you. And uh, Carmen, speaking about experience, would you open sacred space as we begin yeah. today? I'm delighted you asked. Thank you. I would love to. And I'm going to bring my <clears throat> Tibetan bowl over. Let's just settle in. Nice breath in and feet on the floor. Connecting into all that is physical and all that is non-physical. The everything and the nothing. And we'll just tone ohms as the bowl plays. keeps on ringing. Just let that settle in right to your toes. Feel connected with Mama Gaia. 
Feel connected with humanity. Feel connected with divine. Mm, that feels so delicious. I love this sacred space that the bowls and the ohms help to bring in. Thank you, Carmen. My pleasure. And uh, as you were were uh, mentioning just a moment ago about shifting the tides when we were meeting and discussing and exploring some of the ideas and themes for each of these shows and tuning in to the energy of our human family, it's um, managing managing the shift of energy from when you feel overwhelmed with negative energy and and need to shift to a more positive mindset. And Carmen brilliantly came up with lifeboats for empaths, lifeboats for anybody actually, who is feeling the energy of a negative mindset at the moment. And that's really easy to, to allow into your systems and then to have some tools and ways to shift into that positive, that beautiful positive. So that's what we're going to be playing with today in discussion and experience for you. Did you want to add anything to that, Carmen? I, you've said it perfectly, Sharon. I, I, I just keep getting the picture of this little boat floating on these rocky seas, but it's made of a beautifully light material that just stays perfectly afloat even though you might feel a little seasick. <laughs> True, that happens. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Thank you for that. Um, and while we're here, uh, let me introduce you to Carmen. If you haven't met her yet, and if you're new to our show, uh, Carmen is an animal communicator. She's so gifted with our beautiful animal kingdom. Uh, she's a sound wellness practitioner. She's a shamanic elder and a metaphysical teacher. And her focus is to bring love and light into our world. And her website is in the description to the post above or below the video. So do make sure you check out her website and mine too. Uh, so you can get to know us a little better and connect more personally. Thank you, Sharon. And this is my friend, Sharon who is a founder, co-founder, founder of Sound Wellness Institute. And she's a best-selling author. And she's an international speaker. And she's a musician. And she's a recording artist. And she's a master sound he healer and publisher. And I'm so honored to do these shows with you. And, and it's so exciting and and just feels dark, doggone good to connect with you uh, at least twice a month. And, and generally we do talk more than that. So <laughs> mm, for sure, Carmen, and, and uh, being able to offer these conversations to uh, to the public through the Enlightened World Network and Enlightened Living Online, we're we're very honored and excited about this this opportunity because there's a lot of need in people right now. There's a lot of things that are are upsetting people in so many ways. And so we need a lot of tools. We need a lot of understanding for what's going on. And for those who are highly sensitive, then they're feeling this in an even deeper way than the general population. 
Dr. Judith Orloff is a wonderful psychiatrist and author and teacher who is highly sensitive and who teaches a lot about what it's like and what 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 kinds of experiences the people who are highly sensitive are prone to. And so I recommend her very, very, very much because she is a, an incredible resource for people who are struggling with a high sensitivity. She estimates that about 20% of the people on the planet would might be called highly sensitive. And so maybe what would be good in our conversation to start with here, Carmen, is some of the ways that highly sensitive can show up in your own body and in your system to help you understand if you might even be highly sensitive. And if you're not sure, then then some of these symptoms or ways it can show up can be a way for you to understand uh, what's going on, and then to bring in an intervention to help you maintain your your harmony or your balance. So I know one of those for me is is a sudden fatigue. If all of a sudden I'm in the mall, or I've been in the mall, or I've been working with someone, or I've been just in in general general daily life, and all of a sudden just feel exhausted, yeah. <laughs> That is the especially the suddenness of it can mean that my system has soaked up something an energy that's not mine. And this is one of the things that I discovered, gosh, probably about 20 or 25 years ago. I was soaking up stomach aches and headaches from some of my students when they came in for lessons. And I thought, how is that possible? <laughs> and until I came to terms with high sensitivity, deep sensitivity, then I started to collect all the tools. So that shows up if you've if you've taken on the energy of someone else, then that can show up as fatigue. Did you want to add some other experiences, Carmen, that can help people understand? Yes, uh, thank you. I, I would submit that just as a fatigue can hit you, all of a sudden an emotion can hit you and it can actually uh, some people actually feel it like a punch in the gut or a poke in the eye or or and they're all of a sudden perhaps angry or uh what's another one fearful mm. or very anxious so those emotions we're absorbing perhaps from someone else and someone else's worry, and, and you've told this story a few times for my ears, um, someone else's worry doesn't serve the people we're worrying about. Um, we just increase the amplitude of a less than positive vibe. Yeah, and, and it's interesting you mentioned the punch in the gut because I know that that has uh, that's one of the ways I've experienced that sudden sudden oh where's that coming from is this mine that's been a big question I've learned to ask when I all of it all, I experience the tiredness or or the the physical sensation that I'm uh, where you start asking where did that come from that wasn't there a minute ago and then I ask is that mine is this mine 
And this kind of brings us to that, okay, so if you've decided that something isn't yours, what's the next step? What are some of the things that you can do? Well, one of my favorites is um, envision the golden crown and covering the third eye and the crown. So it's like this. So it's a golden crown. You envision that. And think about where it is in your body of what, and, and just almost push it out through that funnel, that golden crown. And I use sound, being a sound wellness practitioner, and I, and I, I know that you, you do uh, this technique at times as well. And I just tune into the sound. And, so, and one thing I would like to point out is that we're so used to being quiet. Ah, oh, yeah. Stuffing our emotions, not expressing because we want to be nice or polite or blah, blah, blah. So if we're alone somewhere in solitude, we can actually express the sound out. So, okay, so this one, this one is here in the middle of my chest and it's a mild anxiety, not mine. And so I'm just gonna envision myself pushing it up through the crown and hearing the sound of it. Uh, Asking the blue sky, aka divine, aka the angels, to transmute it into love and light for the inner the um, law of of the physical law of vibration is that anything we send out eventually returns to us. So if we send out, if we're all sending out anger, anger, anger. If we can instead raise it up and transmute it, don't, I don't mean not acknowledge it. I don't mean not be angry. I mean, taking the energy of it and pushing it out and allowing it to be transmuted, then it will return to me and then to that third party in love. Mm. That's my theory. And- Oh, oh go ahead, Carmen. And so, <clears throat> We've done that a couple times, and then all of a sudden you hear a different sound. Oh, oh, and it's in a slightly different place. Well, this is this is like the nuances of our fascinating and multifaceted emotional states. They can be all wrapped up into. Okay, so this is a little bit of uh, this person's um, anxiety. And this was, oh goodness, this is anxiety from when I was a baby and I, whatever, you know, or a small child and I was scared to go to school or, you know, those types of things. And they all wrap together and snowball. And if we can just start teasing them apart, just start teasing them apart. And one facet has now been 
flowed out and allowed to be transmuted. Then we work on the next one and it's <laughs> or uh, however it occurs to you. And this is all very personal. And we actually as sound wellness practitioners also have um, a, a, a combined a session with a client where we are facing them and we help tone out those sounds. So there's many ways to allow it to flow out, recognize it. I've heard of just pushing it out, just pushing it out, like popping a pimple and doing the same thing, uh, asking it to be transmuted. So you're not spraying all that uh, highly charged, low vibration emotion out over everyone else this is this is beautiful carmen so i <clears throat> excuse me i had a thought while you were talking and what it was was to go through this process with our listeners to allow people to do this do this release as uh, the two of us, if you want to guide our listeners through this, whether you're here live, thank you, or whether you're here on the replay, thank you too, and uh, to just allow anything within you that is ready to go. So to to allow it to go as Carmen has just described. So with the, how does that feel to you, Carmen? Does that feel that that's a way we can support our listeners in releasing something that may be present right now? Well, let's try it. Cool. Sounds, okay. Sounds exciting to me. And uh, if it serves one person, then we've provided something. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I would submit that we would walk in the woods and feel our feet treading lightly on the ground step by step, feeling it rise to meet us and cushion. Feel that green earth growth, whether we're in a boreal forest or a, or even a, a forest of grass, a meadow. Um, I prefer the forest, so we're going to use the woods we're walking along this beautiful path and smelling the smells. And we come to an open grove. And we see a beautiful deep rooted oak tree. And there's a beautiful space just for us to sit at the base. Let's nestle in in this perfectly shaped seat and feel the tree at our backs and imagine the roots diving deep down into Mother Earth and flow down with those roots. And a nice breath in. And then as we're sitting there in this beautiful sunlit grove, we look up and see that beautiful divine light shining through the branches, nourishing the leaves and allow that energy to flow in through our crown. 
<sighs> right to our heart and allow the Mother Earth energy to rise up right to our heart. And feel it flowing together, these two divine energies. <sighs> and we're ready to begin. Nice breath into this energy. <sighs> and nice breath into the body. <sighs> Saying hello to the spine the legs, the arms, the torso, the neck, the head. And then as, as you're breathing in to your beautiful body, your beautiful heart, you might notice something niggling at you. Maybe it's in your shoulder or your hip. Hmm, what is that? That's okay. It's discomfort. And it feels like it's ready to go. Ah, so let's tune into that spot and breathe in. I'm going to use my shoulder. My right shoulder blade, actually. And breathe into that. And then an audible sigh out, breathing in gently, <sighs> audible sigh out, a couple more breaths like that. Now on the next one, you're breathing into that spot and you're just going to gently release the sound. Uh, be that sound. Maybe it's a scream. But for me, it's that sound. It's low and tired. Maybe there's one word that pops into your mind. Mine was tired. Ah. stop and listen again. How's that feel? Oh, there's a different, there's a shift there. Now it feels a little more energized. Oh, and it's moved slightly up to my neck a bit. So we tune into that spot. And we breathe into that spot. A couple nice breaths in, saying hello to that spot, acknowledging the pain or the discomfort there, asking it for one word. Oh, well, this one's jammed for me.
Breathing in again. And on the next breath out, we're going to release the sound that's coming to our minds that reflects this discomfort. continue on whether it be another spot another sound and it and it's just a way to release the emotion without even identifying the emotion release it as the discomfort that it is and release it as beautifully as we can Carmen, this is a, this is so awesome. I I was on mute while you were doing that, so I wouldn't interrupt your flow. And and I worked. And Carmen knows that I have an abscess tooth here that needs to go tomorrow, and so I was working on this and uh, and going through the sounds the of this, and it feels like the tooth is feeling a lot more settled. It's ready to to. It's okay to be leaving me and uh, and the emotional things that were around that. It was fascinating and uh, thank you for offering this. And and if uh, there are a couple people here in the chat, hi Paul, so glad you're here. If you go, went through this experience with Carmen, please put in the chat uh, what your experience was. Also, you can come back to this recording. You can bookmark the date and bookmark the video itself and then come back if you feel you want to go through this process again. It's very powerful in releasing emotional things. There's a lot of science around how emotions can get stuck in the body and sound is a wonderful way to help release the emotional energy that's stuck in muscles or bone or or in a shoulder joint you know there's or a tooth in my case today so there's this working with emotional energy and the beautiful wisdom that your body has and it helps to sidetrack the too much thinking energy that so many of us get into uh, if you can allow the brain to just be supportive and and just say, okay, I, the brain, as the brain will say, it, it's time to allow the body to speak. And the body speaks in very different ways. I know usually for me, it's one word. For my, when the, the energy, the second time we did the toning, Carmen, it was release. And the release felt like, okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Although there's still discomfort there, it it's uh, okay about releasing and uh, so fascinating. Thank you. That was really brilliant. Thank you. 
Well, you were my mentor in this, so thank you for bringing me the original um, methods and techniques. Uh, if anyone wants to learn about sound wellness, there is online classes running. Um, I think the next one's in November, isn't it? Yes, the next uh, Fundamentals, which is our introductory course, uh, three-day introductory course online, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. Uh, and to really dive into the power of how sound heals and the science of how sound heals, sharing experience with others from around the planet. It's uh, profound and an incredible complement to what other modalities you may be using. It, uh, it's uh, wonderfully helpful for those who are highly sensitive. Sound is cool because it, it it's a physical energy. We live, the soul, this beautiful soul and heart, lives in a physical body. And sound is an energy that moves molecules and atoms as it flows through you. And so it allows, the sound allows the physical part of you and the emotional part of you to shake up a little bit and wobble while that sound is being expressed or experienced. And then it allows the body to just go, to just release those stuck places. It's, it's gentle and it's uh, wonderfully releasing and incredibly great at shifting energy. And there, there's another experience, speaking of shifting energy, Carmen, there's another experience that we wanted to share with you today too. Today is lots of experience to actually do the shift of energy. And we've experienced one which is very physical and it works on physical discomfort, what we just experienced. So the next one we wanted to share with you is the power of mantra to release a lot of the energy that's created by what's going on up here. Your brain and your body, your brain especially doesn't know the difference between a really angry dog running towards you, for example, that creates fear or the memory of a dog running towards you. Your brain doesn't know the difference. It stimulates your nervous system to release neurochemicals that create the stress response in the body. So that's where we get to worry and fear, which is rampant these days. Um, it's essentially important, essential to find ways to help shift the mind, the mindset, to become aware first to, I'm feeling really stressed, I'm feeling very tight. What's going on up here that may be creating the chemical response that creates this? It's all interrelated, they all work together. Your brain is not separate from your body. As soon as you have a thought, there's a chemical response in your body. So this practice helps, is one practice that I found in my own personal experience is really, really powerful to shift this, the thought processes from the negative worrisome thoughts into a more positive, calm, peaceful mindset. It has been created miracles in my life, actually as far as helping me manage the sense thought sensitivity to all of the worry that is around me 
But do you want to add to that, Carmen? The, the tool is mantra that we're going to be playing with today. Thank you. I, I do have another thought. Um, those of us who have been, you know, working on our meditation practices, and we just can't sit, I just can't, I, I just can't sit still. I just hate meditation. <clears throat> if we make it more of a, well, for me, it's song. Make it more of a song or a chant. You could say a chant, but it keeps your mind busy on the words that you're saying. Plus all of these um, Sanskrit, uh, the ones that we, we deal with anyways are Sanskrit. <clears throat> Sanskrit mantras, and they have an energy or a thought form of their own. They've been said for thousands of years, and they have created a thought form of their own, which uh, the one we're going to uh, play with today is, is abundance. Abundance of, it can be money, simple. It can be love. It can be friends. It can be just ease, abundance of ease. And it, and it all comes down to intention as well. So intention plus frequency gets your results. And it actually doesn't matter what frequency you use. If you're totally off key, you can't sing a, a wit. Your intention is the, is the key. And uh, so mantra and meditation to me, that's my new meditation. I was not a successful meditator until I started doing the chants and making the songs I make the songs my own yeah thank you Carmen and uh, what I wanted to share one other thing about about the Sanskrit language and and why it is it's so powerful it, as you said these mantras have been sung for thousands of years and they carry that thought form or energy that you bring into your your space and your body as you sing them another interesting thing about the Sanskrit language is it has let me get the number right 50 letters and our chakras have 50 petals not including the crown chakra which has thousands the the chakras has have been depicted in ancient ancient India as having petals around them and there are 50 of them so with every letter in the Sanskrit language that you're saying you're resonating one of those petals so it's a beautiful physical chakra clearing uh, because the chakras are connected to the endocrine system, your nervous system, and the glands, which are the cornerstones of your immune system. So here we have a wonderful way to stimulate the natural healing ability of the body just through that resonance and uh, also create the calm. And I know there have been times in my life, Carmen, in the last couple of years, where it's been really, really hard to shut down the mind. So I, I have just sung out loud inside uh, constantly, Lakshmi mantra over and, over and over and over and over and over again, until the mind finally gives up. <laughs> goes to the blue sky and calms down and brings that peace in because I know when I've had those those challenging times where the brain is captured and and 
when it's emotion, the brain gets captures the frontal lobes. And in order to get our thinking brain back, we have to calm down the emotional brain. Mantra can be really helpful for that too. So I know for me, I would I would just mantra is the first go to because it's something I can distract the brain with. And, and as long as I stubbornly, I can be really stubborn, repeat over and over and over to to make sure that that I create that shift. It's so it's powerful that way. And then when you get out of the emotional brain, then then the brain opens up the immune system and all those beautiful chemicals and neurochemicals and endorphins that help you manage pain. Your body has its own pharmacy, but it's not working. If we're stuck in worry, we have to get out of the worry in order to allow the brain and the body to do what it, it so beautifully does automatically. So can you, uh, I'm, I've asked Carmen to guide, guide the Lakshmi mantra today because when she sings it, it just gives me shivers. So Carmen, if you would do that, I'm going to go on mute so I can sing along with you. It's um, for however long it feels appropriate to sing the mantra. I'm so excited to do this. <laughs> okay, as always, we start with sacred space, which we've already, we've, we've already um, created this morning. And uh, I will say the words once, slowly, so that if you wanted to uh, come along with us, you're welcome. This is this one I created, I pieced together um, my own self. Uh, and it's the wording of basically the Lakshmi. And I put in words that worked in my flow. So it's Om, Shrim, Klim, Maha, Lakshmi, Swaha. Nice breath in. Om Shrim Klim Mahalakshmi Swaha. 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 Eh, oh. 
that feels so much lighter. Even after the first process, Carmen, this, this kind of brought the lightness up to a whole different level. For me personally, it was beautiful. Thank you. Thank, uh, it is a beautiful mantra. And uh, I use the, the, um, the, uh, the, the medicine Buddha, <laughs> the medicine Buddha quite frequently. And it has been uh, less prominent in my mind. And Lakshmi, uh, the Lakshmi um, mantra has been coming forward in my mind more often. So it's almost like a time of the season. And I love the Medicine Buddha. And um, do we have the meaning of those words? That it's, it's basically the spirit of Lakshmi, who is the abundance, the, the shower down of, of everything, the energy of that, the energy of the showering down. And uh, just bless me pretty much isn't it mm -hmm. the the some of the words have very specific things as the shreem and the clean for attraction yeah. energy to be yeah. able to to use the magnetics of the universe and and our electromagnetic field in order to create that attraction energy we have to clear the mind first and and clear the worry especially the worry and and then open the mind and the and then the body for creating an, uh, an energy or a frequency of attraction. And one of the things, this is such a fascinating mantra, Carmen, because I've, I've actually been part of a group where we have, we have used the Lakshmi mantra for almost two years now, two years, November. And after singing it daily, twice a day, for almost two years, I can say that it's, it's more than attraction energy. And, and when I dive into some of the information on Lakshmi, who is one of the goddess and, and, and goddesses in the Hindu tradition, she is, also represents enlightenment. She's always sitting on a lotus leaf or a lotus flower. And she, she carries an enlightenment, enlightenment to me. Enlightenment means a lot of different things. And that's the name of this network, actually, is to give us ways to lighten ourselves, to allow us to shift from a lower feeling, a lower feeling like worry or anger. All of these things are lower vibrational feelings. We need to experience them right now. And then to also be able to shift into that brilliance that is inherent in the human heart and the human soul. And so enlightenment to me, uh, at least at this time, means going into my heart and also understanding. To me, it's wisdom in how I see. It's a third eye wisdom in how knowing and understanding that I choose how I see. That's called perceptual filter. They're like sunglasses that we're all wearing. They're belief systems that interpret what we see. Seeing is, is a factual experience that brings in color and light into the brain through the eyes and the optic nerve. And then once it gets up into here, into the visual cortex, 
it becomes interpreted information. And what helps you interpret that information are belief systems, attitudes, all of those things you might even have picked up when you were a child that are there and you don't even know they're there. So for me, this next step of evolution is taking on and taking responsibility for how I choose to see, if that makes sense. To me, that's still being here. It's still being in a body. It's creating a shift in how I see. And it's choose is the big word there. Uh, understanding and recognizing that I'm interpreting everything I see. So many of us think that what we see is fact. It's not. It's our interpretation of, of what the information is coming in. So understanding that brings us to a whole new sense of being responsible for who and what we are. And, and then from that place to ask the question, how do I serve other people? Because that's what a soul really wants to do. It wants to be of service. So uh, anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Carmen, because it's something I've thought about for a long time. Well, it's just so beautifully put. And thank you for your wisdoms. We, I just enjoy learning from you. Uh, constantly and I thank you so much Sharon and um, we choose is such a powerful understanding and it takes out the victim from our lives and empowers us we've chosen even though I wouldn't choose that car accident um, intentionally something we've chosen along with the other people that were involved has created that union <laughs> of for example a car crash and where is the gift here what is the lesson here so i'm in, i invite people to just rather than oh my darn boss you know, he makes me so mad. Well, you choose to be angry. You could choose to rise above him and see and bless him for his perfectly imperfect humanity. And you can choose to go find another job. Or you can choose to uh, wrap him in pink bubble of love daily even though it makes you grind your teeth to do it <laughs> and watch the magic because really uh, I have done that with people that I have difficulty with or I've had disagreement or we don't see eye to eye on things and just wrap them in love and you perhaps you don't love their actions but you can love the humanity or the soul of that person, the true inner soul of that person, and just stand in that light for them and see how they rise. 
That's so interesting that you mentioned that, Carmen. I've also done this with people in the past that I have had challenges with, interpersonal challenges, and would use the pink bubble or just if I noticed a worry thought or an anger thought coming up, I would I would choose at that point to stop that and send love, a loving thought or a kind thought, the kind thought or a forgiving thought. And it completely, totally shifted the relationship after, and I did this consistently for a few months, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get a phone call saying, hey, Sharon, we haven't chatted in ages. Let's catch up. <laughs> Let's meet for coffee. It had shifted the whole relationship. And just being mindful for myself of my own feelings, how I was in choosing to see them, and then and then choosing to shift the thought before I sent it out. We forget that this and our nervous system is a receiver and a transmitter. And this is kind of third eye wisdom that humanity is beginning to move into. People receive your worry energy. People receive your worry energy. It is highly charged, emotional, focused, thought that not only is in your electromagnetic field, so anybody within nine feet of you is going to be feeling that, it's also transmitted. There have been studies done, particularly through HeartMath Institute, that show how thought, particularly highly charged thought, is transmitted. And so this is a whole, this is also is another stage of our human family growth as far as where do we go from here? Well, one part of where we go from here is we recognize the power of this transmitter and receiver that people actually get what's going on in here. And when you realize that, I know when I realized that, I thought, crap, <laughs> this is not good. This is blowing my mind. Okay, what am I going to choose to do here? Do I take responsibility for this? So I said to myself, yes, I promise to take responsibility for this. And boy, that's a journey. <laughs> that's a journey of just monitoring what's going on up here and often it gets totally captured especially these days where there's so much highly charged emotional energy and polarity and all kinds of that it's amplified right now which means a whole lot of extra monitoring up here with the transmitter receiver so it, it's a whole new level that, of growth that many of us are being invited into uh, profound words. Invited is is uh, uh, the key to understanding that is invited. We are invited. It mm -hmm. is not. A, you don't have to do it. You don't. You can stay in your whatever occurrence is going through your life right now. It that's your choice, and that's perfect as well. And what serves you in a higher, if you're looking to shift and grow or expand upwards. And if that's what you're looking for, then that's something you can choose to be invited or to um, partake in. I'm... 
Yeah, it's it's a fascinating conversation here too, Carmen. It's something that I've steeped myself into in that into that choice for a long time now. I call myself a student of my thoughts because I'm always a student of my thoughts. They're always teaching me how to how to maybe grow, like you said, grow and expand. Uh, human beings are the most incredible, incredible beings. And there's a divine spark within every single one of us. Whatever we're choosing on doing, nothing can move away that design, that divine spark within you. It's always there. And we always have access to it. Whether or not we choose that is a whole other discussion. And part of our learning right now is, what am I choosing? So that's, uh, it's a big, big discussion and a fascinating discussion. It, it's very fascinating. And I, I know many people that look at me and say, I didn't choose this. And on some level, they did not. Mm -hmm. But on another level, yes, they did. We are now increasingly aware that our thoughts become things, as Mike Dooley says, our thoughts become things. First of our thought, and then the things. I mean, that's a simplified version because there's a little bit more complicated chain of events that happens. That our world right now, our situation, is a collective creation of this world and we're choosing this scenario so what is our lesson what is our growth potential maybe there's no growth maybe someone's just going to fade away because they can't stand it and they don't want to come up to it's not comfortable so growth is never comfortable shift is never comfortable <laughs> yeah, uh, beautiful. And, and here we have fodder for so many other conversations, Carmen. Yeah, I'm writing down a few things as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we have we're almost at the end of our time here. And, and I was, uh, we've got about five minutes left. And I was thinking, we've had some fascinating conversation, some wonderfully shifting experiences. And um, what energy shall we finish our our conversation on today? And actually, one thing it it that came to me as you were speaking is is where I'm seeing people go is places like the Enlightened World Network. It's communities, community. We are forced into a separation, and it's interesting. What have we learned from that separation in the last year and a half? We've learned how to create community. We certainly have, uh, either online or in our small cloistered groups. Um, I wrote down tribe, so uh, yeah. very similar. Yep. Similar idea. And that can be a critical point of uh, assistance for a highly sensitive person as well, just to be able to talk to someone that they trust 
without interruption and be able to verbally express what is inside. Mm. And, and, and I, I mean, I'm thinking of Gabor Mate's, um, some of his principles of, it's not wrong to be angry. It's the direction of it. So can we use it to fuel a step forward? Or are we using it to beat someone down or um, rail against a, an idea? Are we harming or are we using it as fuel? Mm. Yeah, good point. I was uh, just thinking it might be fun to end our show with the beautiful, the beautiful angelic tones of the song pod. Wait. Oh, yes. Well, you have grandmother pod. Grandmother pod here. Yahoo. And I have little mini pod here. So beautiful. Let's hear grandmother. <laughs> so we might, uh, I mean, I'm going to invite everybody to just Should shake it up a little bit and we'll just play. <laughs> Many blessings. Many blessings. Thank you, Carmen. Bye, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks for our animal communication show.